Hi there. I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 182, and this is a solo episode. Yes, if you listened to last week's episode, uh, episode 181, you will know that my daughter Imogen is planning to join me to record some episodes. Yes, we're going to be having some conversations together over the, the coming few weeks. But that will probably only happen every two weeks. And I thought that maybe sometimes on the in-between weeks, I can do something by myself. And this week, I have chosen two or three blog posts that I'd like to share with you. Now, the first one is called Unschooling Haircut Courage. And the reason that I have chosen this blog post to read out to you today is because... I was thinking about haircuts. Yes, I made a vlog, oh, maybe a week or two ago, and I was talking about a disastrous haircut that I'd had many years ago. Oh, yes, it wasn't a good haircut at all. And I thought that maybe I would read you out that story, give you some more details about it. Also, I had my haircut, oh, maybe, I don't know, three or four days ago. And my hairdresser didn't cut it quite like I had asked. I wanted to be a bit adventurous. That's what I told her. And anyway, she took that as permission to be adventurous. Uh, I'm quite happy with my haircut, though. I don't think it's a disaster. I think it's good to be adventurous every now and then. And so for the other two blog posts that I'm going to be sharing with you today... I'm going to be talking about adventures. But first, my disastrous haircut story. Unschooling, haircut, courage. When I asked the hairdresser to cut my hair short, I had a definite idea of what I wanted. I like Andrea's hairstyle, I said, mentioning the name of a well-known TV presenter. Could you cut my hair like hers? Andrea's hair was short and bouncy. It brushed the tops of her ears. It was feminine. It also looked very easy to look after. That's the sort of hairstyle I needed. With three young children, I wanted something that I could wash, air dry, and then shake into position. Natasha, my hairdresser, listened. And then she selected her scissors before launching them towards my head. The blade snipped and snapped close to my scalp. Hair fell in clumps, covering the floor. Soon it was all over. I stared into the mirror. Was that me? It certainly wasn't Andrea. My hair was sticking up in short spikes and my ears were naked, exposed. My eyes were huge and surprised. Was that really my nose? My features looked enormous now that they were no longer softened by a halo of hair. Later that morning, when I was standing in a queue in the bakery, waiting to buy rolls for lunch, a friend entered the shop. Her eyes opened wide. Her eyebrows rose. 
A strange look crossed her face. Then she said, Sue, you are awfully brave. Brave, not pretty, or beautiful, or good-looking, or attractive. Just brave. The other day, I was reading an article about bravery. We're brave if we do what is right, regardless of other people's opinions. We are brave if we do what we should, even if that makes us feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure that getting a very short haircut was brave. I didn't exactly ask for it. I didn't say, cut my hair very short, because it was the right thing to do. But I suppose I did what was right when I went out in public to buy food for my family and risk other people's opinions about my missing hair. Then again, I had no choice. The day after I had my hair cut, I started growing it back. I didn't want people staring at my head thinking, Why did Sue have her hair cut so short? It really doesn't suit her. I've always been the sort of person who doesn't want to stick out. I don't want heads to turn as I'm walking along the road. I want to glide by without causing a fuss. But for many years this never happened. How can you blend into the background when you're being followed by more than the average number of children? Ducks in a row. Everyone noticed us. These days it's easier to escape attention. With children no longer living at home, we're not such a big crowd. We can pretend we're a conventional family. Normal. Just like everyone else. But, of course we're not. Our ordinary exteriors hide some extraordinary opinions. We're unschoolers. We live differently to most other people. Engage us in conversation and we might share our ideas about parenting and education. How we shouldn't control our kids but must respect and trust and accept and love them unconditionally. This is what we have to do. Hair grows back. It doesn't take long for a bad cut to become a memory. Material for a future story. But how we treat our kids has more lasting effects. Other people might not understand. They probably don't agree. They could have different opinions. That doesn't matter. We should do what we believe is right. Be brave. Unschool. Yes, and that's my Be Brave hair story. As I said before I started that story, I had my hair cut a few days ago and I was a bit adventurous. I used to have a plain bob. My fringe was cut straight across my forehead and my hair was all one length. Sometimes I had a shorter bob or a longer bob, but I've had a bob for many, many years. Actually, my bob phase lasted from the time of my disastrous cut until fairly recently. Oh, I don't know how long ago, maybe three or so years ago, I decided to be a little bit adventurous. I grew out my fringe and I got the hairdresser to part my hair on the side. 
I had a long sort of layered fringe for a while and eventually that grew out and I found myself with a, a bob again, but this time with no fringe. And then one day I said, look, I feel like being just a little bit adventurous. Could you put a few layers into my hair? So my hairdresser did that, but really my hair was only layered on the ends. But the other day I said to my hairdresser, yes, could you make those layers shorter? I don't think I want to have my hair very long anymore. Could you cut my hair a little bit shorter too? A shorter style with shorter layers. Well, my hairdresser went to town with her scissors. She started cutting the back first. And then she said to me, how does that length suit you? Is it short enough? And I said, well, actually, I can't see round the back. And so she got a mirror and she showed me. And I said, as I was looking, it doesn't really matter whether I think it's the right length or not, do I? Because you can't glue the hair back. And then I laughed. Unfortunately, she laughed too. And she says, I know you, Sue. You never complain about a haircut. Well, I haven't complained to this particular hairdresser. You always say that hair grows back. And I agreed. And then a little bit further into the haircut, my hairdresser said, now about the top layers, shall I cut them shorter or a little bit longer? And then before I could get a word out of my mouth, she started snipping. She said, let's make them shorter. Let's be adventurous. And so I have a cut that maybe I didn't quite intend having, but I trust my hairdresser. And everybody around me says, Mum, your hair looks okay. It looks good. And now that I've got used to it, I'm thinking, yes, I'm glad that I was adventurous. I like having a haircut that's different from what I used to have. And I actually think it does suit me. This time being adventurous paid off. But most adventures, well, most haircut adventures don't really last that long, do they? Even if we have a disastrous cut, our hair does grow quickly. It's not the end of the world. Now this week, or was it last week? Last week in our unschooling community, I set a challenge, a Be Adventurous Unschooling Challenge. Maybe I should read that challenge instead of trying to tell you about it. So I said, are you ready for another unschooling challenge? This week's challenge could be a lot of fun. We're going to be adventurous. Maybe there are times when we wish our kids would be more adventurous. How do you know you don't like it? You haven't tasted it. I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself once you get there. You'll have fun if you join in. We urge our kids to be adventurous. But what about us? Are we adventurous parents? Or do we stick to what we know? Perhaps we sit on the sidelines of life where it's safe. Maybe we're missing out on all kinds of enjoyable experiences because we're too embarrassed or too scared or too set in our ways to get involved or try new things. This week, shall we have an adventure? We can begin with something small. 
We don't have to parachute out of a plane or bungee jump. We could take a walk in the rain and jump in a few puddles and not worry about wet hair. It will dry. Choose a cafe we've never visited before. We won't order our usual coffee or tea. We'll try something different. Buy and maybe cook a food we've never tasted. Accept an invitation to play a game that's not really our thing. Read a book or watch a movie that isn't our usual genre. We could ask our kids for some suggestions. Take a selfie and not worry about wrinkles or lines or messy hair. Be extra adventurous and make a vlog. Wear something striking, put on some makeup. Perhaps we can paint our nails a bright colour. Or wear big earrings. Drive or work somewhere via a different route to normal. See the world from a different angle. Try a new activity. Learn a new skill. If it's possible, we could go somewhere by ourselves instead of waiting until someone wants to go to the park or explore a trail or visit a new cafe or attend an exhibition or see a movie at the cinema with us. COVID restrictions permitting. We could have a solo adventure. Swing on the swings, hike through the bush, drink coffee, take photos, munch popcorn and enjoy our own company. Eat dessert before dinner. Say yes instead of no. Skip instead of walking. Run for a few metres and feel the wind in our hair. Sing. Laugh loudly. Be bold. Be silly. Have fun. Step out of our comfort zones just a little. Don't worry about what others might think. Be adventurous. So what do you think? Will you search for adventure? Whenever I'm adventurous, my kids grin. They love seeing me having fun. They also like to join in. So I guess that having my hair cut in a different style fulfilled the Be Adventurous Challenge. Now, talking about being adventurous, I've got just a couple of short blog posts about being adventurous with our kids. The first one is called Younger Unschoolers, Spur of the Moment Adventures. One of the best learning days that I can remember happened many years ago when my eldest child was about six or seven. I was listening to the radio while doing some chores and heard that a whale and her calf had been spotted off a local beach. I told my kids, I had three at the time, and they got very excited. Could we go to the beach? Could we see the whales? Of course. We abandoned the chores, packed a picnic, climbed into the car and headed for the coast. Soon we were sitting on the beach, whale watching. The mother whale breached many, many times. It was fascinating. I took a few fuzzy photos with my old-fashioned camera, but mostly we just absorbed the experience with our eyes. After a few hours, I wondered if it was time to go home. 
but then the whale would once again leap from the water, twisting its body in the air before descending with a huge splash. How many people get to see a whale doing that? Would we ever have the chance to see a breaching whale again? It was hard to leave. My kids had lots of whale questions. I did as well, so on our way home we stopped at the library to borrow a huge stack of whale books. For the next few weeks we read the books, and my kids drew hundreds of pictures, and we talked and talked about whales. We didn't do much else, but that was okay. It wasn't long before my kids were whale experts. When we don't make formal plans for our kids' learning, we're free to take advantage of every learning opportunity that comes along. There's nothing standing in the way of us saying, anyone want to go whale watching? We can set out on a spur-of-the-moment adventure. If we wait, the adventure could disappear. Whales don't hang around forever. Yes, we can have spur-of-the-moment adventures with our kids if we don't make too many plans. That doesn't mean there isn't a time for making plans and having a little bit of rhythm to our day. I wouldn't say structure, I would say rhythm. And of course, if we do make a few plans, if we decide we're going to the library on Thursday and that maybe we'll work on this craft project this afternoon because that's what our kids would like us to do. And we're going to read a little bit out of our read aloud book at morning tea time every day of the week. I mean, those things are good, but it doesn't mean that we can't throw those plans to one side if something like a whale adventure comes along. Or even if we don't feel like doing the things that we planned. Maybe we're tired or feeling a little bit out of sorts. Or maybe the sun is shining and we think, we don't want to stay home today and uh, read a book. What we want to do is go on a picnic. So we grab some sandwiches, we get in the van, we head on out to have another spur of the moment adventure. Now at the end of that blog post, that, that story, I put something else, a link to something extra. I said we don't necessarily need whales to have an adventure. Adventures don't need to be complicated and involve something unusual. And then I quoted something out of another story called Enjoying an Unexpected Little Adventure. And I'm not going to read the quote. What I'm going to do is read the whole story. And this should finish up my podcast quite nicely. Well, I hope you agree. So I wrote this uh, post in September of 2013. The spur of the moment one I wrote in January 2020. So that's what, just over a year old. I was reminiscing. I was looking back at a time when I only had three children. And that was the same for that haircut story. I wrote that last year as well. But I was telling of a time when I only had three children. Maybe I had my disastrous haircut about the same time as the whale adventure. Who knows? Anyway, on to enjoying an unexpected little adventure. 
The kids pile into the car. I settle myself into the passenger seat and bang the door shut. My eldest at-home daughter, Imogen, makes sure her L-plates are attached to the front and back of the vehicle before sliding into the driver's place. We are off to town. Charlotte has a piano lesson and Imogen is going to drive us. When we get to the end of our street, Imogen pulls onto the road leading out of our village. She works her way up the gears as she drives down the hill that winds through the sandstone cutting. We pass through a tunnel of rock. We sail into the shade of the gum trees and then back out into the sun. Be careful of the ditches, I say. But Imogen needs no warning. She competently steers the car past all danger. The road swings this way and that. We glimpse an occasional house through the trees. Watch out for the wombat, someone shouts. It's okay. Someone's pulled it over to the side of the road. Imogen drives carefully past the solid body of the immobile animal. It was killed several days ago. It was probably sauntering across the road in the dark and refused to hurry when it saw the lights of an approaching car. That's the problem with wombats. They're obstinate creatures. They walk in a straight line at one slow speed. No wonder so many of them end up dead by the side of the road. Imogen reduces her speed. She pushes the gear stick down a few gears and manoeuvres the car through a couple of roundabouts. And soon we are heading along another road, passing paddocks of cows. Up to fifth gear, I instruct. And Emmy grins as she finds the right gear first time. The breeze blows through the window, lifting our hair. 25 minutes after leaving home, we pull up outside the piano teacher's house. Charlotte gets out. See you in half an hour, I say, as Imogen pulls the car away from the curb. We're off to the next town for more driving practice to make the most of our waiting time. Charlotte emerges from her lesson, all smiles, and as she climbs into the car, I say, Why don't we have morning tea at the lake? The girls grin. We buy a rare treat of buns and chocolate-flavoured milk and then head towards the lake. Soon we are sitting at a picnic table, munching and sipping, as we look out over the glimmering water. Wouldn't it have been a shame if we'd hurried straight home, I ask the girls. They nod emphatically, their mouths full of delicious bun. The spring sun is warm on my skin. I look at the lake. The water is rippling as ducks glide by. I hear peals of laughter as children run past. I stare up at empty branches dissecting the blue-blue sky. And I wonder how long it will be before the first green leaves appear on the trees. And then I turn to my girls and notice the delight dancing in their eyes and the smiles on their faces. I love coming to the lake, someone says. Isn't it a beautiful day? Aren't you glad we're homeschoolers and our time's our own? I want to freeze this moment forever, but as time won't stand still, I squeeze every drop of joy out of it instead. 
How many times do we rush through our busy days, crossing things off our to-do lists, failing to watch out for opportunities to have little adventures? Adventures don't need to be complicated or expensive. They don't need to take up much time. They can occur close to home. All we needed today were a few iced buns, four beautiful girls, and a lake in our local town. I take my camera and snap a few photos, memories of a special moment in an ordinary day. There were a couple of things in that story that struck me as I was reading it. Wombats. Yes, we live in an area where there are a lot of wombats and often we find them on the side of the road, unfortunately dead. A few years ago, we got a new neighbour a little bit further down our road and he'd moved to our state of New South Wales from Western Australia. Maybe he lived in Perth, I can't quite remember. But anyway, he told me that there are no wombats in Western Australia. And I was surprised to hear this. I thought we had wombats all over Australia. He also said that he found it very sad that our wombats, which Western Australians don't have, are to be seen on the side of the road dead. And the way he said it was as if we should be more careful with our wombats. We're lucky to have them. And we shouldn't run them over. Yes, I felt a little bit guilty. Not that I've run a wombat over. But yes, they are such obstinate creatures that they don't, unlike other animals like birds, pay attention to the sound of an engine. Well, it's usually at night that wombats come out. They don't pay attention to headlights. They just keep on working. And they do enormous damage to our vehicles. So, yes, I do feel sad about the wombats, but they are a danger to us as well. Uh, One of my sons had his car written off by a wombat. It was hardly drivable after he encountered a wombat on his way home from work. Unfortunately, we have to share the road with wombats. I guess it's our fault for putting our roads through the areas that wombats live, but yes... That's one of the dangers of living in a place like the place we live. We live surrounded by the bush. And the other thing that struck me about that story was the sentence, aren't you glad we're homeschoolers and our time's our own? It really should have been, aren't we glad we're unschoolers and our time's our own? Because... Yes, when we did try homeschooling rather than unschooling, and I'm sure a lot of other homeschoolers are like this as well, uh, we tied up all our time. We felt we had to do certain things at certain times. We made all these big plans that we were reluctant to let go of. So yes, we are glad we were, and I guess still are, unschoolers, and our time is our own. Well, most of my kids work these days, So we could say that their time isn't their own anymore, but they choose to work, they choose the jobs that they're doing. But yes, we had some great years together, many, many, many years. when we had many adventures together because our time was our own and we were prepared 
to go out on spur-of-the-moment adventures. So that's my podcast for today, my three stories and a few comments about them. Oh, also, the post from our unschooling community, the Be Adventurous Unschooling Challenge. If you haven't visited our unschooling community for a while, why not hop over there? And if you're not a member, why not join? We have challenges every couple of weeks, a new one. Though, if you join up for our Unschool Plus group that's within the community, by making a donation to keep our community going, if you would like to be a supporter of our unschooling community, then... For those people, there are a few extras, including a weekly unschooling challenge and some other things like vlogs and unschooling ebooks and extra photos and extra posts. I've been trying to uh, post a few things about translating everyday learning into educational language. And I've done a post about a conversation I had with my daughter Gemma Rose about makeup. Now you wouldn't think there was much learning in makeup, would you? But yes, there is. We had a very good conversation about that. And I listed all the learning in terms of key learning areas. So maybe if you have teenagers or tweens who like makeup, maybe that post would be helpful. Also, I've written a couple of long real life maths posts, translating the learning experiences of cooking and gardening into educational language. Yes, I've also maybe listed things within cooking and gardening that maybe you didn't recognize as unschool maths. Our kids are learning a lot of maths while they're living their lives, but we don't always see it. This is why I'm doing an unschool maths series in our premier group, Unschool Plus. So if any of that interests you, please hop over to our Stories of an Unschooling Family community. I will leave a link in the show notes. So what else? My blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. Uh, My YouTube channel, Sue Elvis. You might find a couple of vlogs there that you haven't seen, including the one called Be Brave, about my haircut and other things, including unschooling. Uh, my books on Amazon, Curious Unschoolers, and Radical Unschool Love. Now, next week, I'll be back with episode 183, and my daughter Imogen will be joining me, and we'll be having one of our long conversations about this, that, and the other. Probably we will be talking about books, writing, or what we've been watching as far as movies and miniseries goes. And along the way, we'll tell a little bit of news, tell a few stories, and talk about unschooling. But until then, I would just like you to to thank you for listening to this episode, episode 182. And until next time, don't forget to live a radical life of unconditional love.